Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. Hey guys, I'm going to talk to you about this. I did a commercial about it. It's Raycon, their earbuds, they're soft, you put it in your ear, the sound is great, the feeling of it is great. I used it once or twice myself. It really works well, so I wanted to bring it up to you one more time. They have a noise isolation that if you don't want to hear what's going on, you could lower the sound, which is great. And the battery life is good. It gives you supposedly eight hours of battery running time and 32 hours of battery life. They're really comfortable. They don't fall out of your ear. I was kidding around wrestling with my son stayed right in my ear. It's a great product. So I'm talking to you about it again. And like I said, I, I have them myself. The people that bought got in touch with me, said, Sammy, appreciate it. These are great. Go to buyraycon.com slash our thing today to get 15% off. That's buyraycon.com slash our thing to score 15% off. I said, do you know what could happen to you and your father knowing that what I'm doing and sending him now and what you're doing by smuggling this stuff into me? I'm well aware of it, Sammy. I've been working in the prisons for years. I'm well aware of it. No, no worries, no problems. Good. I want you to do me a big favor then. What do you want, Sammy? I want fishing line. The heaviest fishing line you can get. 150 feet, 200 feet of it. I want you to go to a spy shop. I can give you the address. I want you to get a walkie-talkie that I could talk from in here to somebody on the street. I want you to get me a glass cutter. Sammy, what are you going to do? I'm going to break out. So I told the guard with the fishing cord and the walkie-talkie and that I would have communication with people on the street. He stared at me for a second or two. 
I said, if you say no, I'm okay with it. He says, I know what you're going to do. You're going to try and break out. He said, my father loves you. I'm going to do it. Tell me what to do, and I'll do it, and I'll smuggle it in. I could walk around the whole prison with my bag. I'm a handyman. They don't stop me anywhere I go. Or they don't even look at what I got in my bag. A couple of days later, he brought back the sandwiches that I wanted. And he told me, he said, the glass is not glass. It's a mixture of heavy-duty plastic and glass. You can't just cut through it. It has to be heated and then cut. It took him a couple of days a week, maybe, and he was bringing stuff in. Now, we did have on the floor an iron so you could iron your clothes. So I thought I would put the iron on that window where it would heat it up, and then I would be able to cut it. I did try it once, and it was working. I didn't make a big cut, but it was, I was able to do it. Now, the theory is there would be a van down there with my guys. I would take this window off. I would take one bar, there's two bars. I would take one off and I could fit out the window. I would send down the fishing line, it would hook it onto a, a bag that would have mountain climbing rope in it. Every so often there's a knot, it's very, very strong. I could tie it to the pipe, the heating pipe, and I could wiggle my way down. I would have a gun in the bag. My team would have a gun. I made them time the guards who went around the building so that I knew exactly how much time we had to come down. When I got all the facts and everything I needed, including the walkie-talkie. Now, the walkie-talkie wasn't 100% great, but I tested it and I was able to understand certain things. Certain th things gave a little static. When I got this done, I did meet with John Gotti on one of the visits. I told the lawyers to get out of the room. I told him what I was about to do. I said, we can't win the case. I'm gonna break out. I got people on the street talking to people in Australia in Australia, a lot of Italian guys from different countries who go on the lamb go there. I'm going to go there, be accepted by them, and I'm going to become one of them. I'm never coming back. We're going to get life without parole. Fuck prison. 
I'll never forget this. He stared at me, he said, Sammy, we're on the 11th floor and I'm on the opposite side of the building. I could get you over to my side. I got the guard there. I could get you in there. He said, we're on the 11th floor. I know exactly where we are. What if, what if, what if the rope breaks? What if you, John, if we fall, it's case over. We're on the 11th floor. We're gonna be dead. I'm not a fucking idiot. Let me tell you a little story about this company um, movement, spelled MVMT. I talked about it before. I wear their watch. I wear it on an everyday basis, but I get a lot of compliments on this watch every day. I don't know if they think it's a Rolex or something like that. You can't buy this a watch like this for four or five hundred bucks. I mean, it's it's great, and it keeps its time. It runs. I don't have to wind it. I don't have to do anything. I put it on. I go to meetings in there, and I get compliments sitting at meetings with other businessmen and stuff. This is really a great watch. Now they turn around and they made these blue glasses. You look at your screen all day long, computer guys and laptops and stuff, it hurts your eyes. But these blue glasses give a tint to it that saves a lot, a lot of pressure on your eyes. I don't know if it's pressure, I don't even know what they call it, but it's a lot less strain on it. And you go to mvmt.com slash our thing, you'll get 15% off. They're good guys. They're hustling. They're selling this not only in the United States, all over the, all over the world now, different countries all over the place. And they're, they're getting a tremendous rating. I'm going to say it one more time, mvmt.com slash our thing. You get a 15% reduction because I'm yapping over here away. And uh, I made sure of that too. So make sure you get that 15% and take advantage of this opportunity right now. He says, Sammy, I got a better idea. Okay. Clinton, I believe, was the president. He said, we'll get together five million in cash and we'll bribe Clinton and them to give us a pardon. I thought it was a hell of a lot more fucking outrageous than falling or going out the building. I said, John, he's the president of the United States. If he wants to steal $5 million, he needs it from us, and he's gonna release me and you for multiple murders and give us a pardon? For what reason? Because we gave him five million, he's not gonna make that public. That's insane. I said, John, I'm going out the window. You could bribe the president, I wish you all the luck in the world. Maybe it'll be easier. You can really blame me for being the bad guy. You stay behind, I'm the bad dude who went through the fucking window. Blame me for everything. That was the end of that conversation and we didn't talk about it anymore. There was two guys, two guys, young guys, 
Billy Bright, who was Tommy Karate's right-hand man. And he was pinched on multiple murders with Tommy Karate. I knew him from Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. He lived right in my area. He was going to help me. And he asked me, Sammy, could I come with you? Yes, was my answer. There was another kid, Frankie Smith. Real tough guy. He was doing a 15-year bit. He was identified. He wasn't really the guy who did the crime. It was a drug deal. Somebody identified him, and he got convicted. He was doing 15 years. And he now, oh, he had a good part of that time in. He was now going to be reindicted because he killed a judge in the street. He came over and asked me, could I come? I said, yes. I said, when we get out, you can leave me and go your separate ways, or you can come with me. I'm going to live in Australia. We'll have a crew. It'll be us, me, and you guys. There's no families, there's no nothing no more. It's over. Do you understand that? Our life changes from the minute we get out of this country. How will we leave? I got a connection with a shipping company already. I, I, we'll go on a ship, we'll be smuggled out. It's gonna cost me fucking a fortune, but the money, money is unimportant now. So I had no intentions of cooperating whatsoever. If you look at the time frame, I was arrested in December. This cop, I was sending his father fireworks, which I did, in July, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. That's seven months later. This plot and plan took another month. That's eight months. I didn't talk to the government until 11 months of my prison term so far. So I had no intentions of cooperating. Later on, to show you the value of this, <clears throat> Frankie Smith, we never got out of the building, obviously. I had cooperated and was gone. Frankie Smith was indicted on that judge situation. And some of his charges were attempted escape from a federal prison. The judge in his case, and I don't want to mention judges' names, who he was exactly, but, and there's a record of this, called me in and said, when you were in prison in MCC, you were going to escape. I'm sentencing this Frankie Smith. The case with killing the judge was very weak. But I want to know 
he was one of the guys, from what I know, who was going out that window with you. I want you to tell me the truth. You were a cooperating witness. I said, Your Honor, the truth is I sat with a bunch of guys. I fantasized about climbing out of a window and escaping. A lot of guys do that in prison. It was half bullshit, half fantasy. Who's gonna go out of a fucking window? How do you get out of that window? It was half bullshit. I know what it is to have people listening into your phone calls, your computers. I went through that all my life. It's happening now in my companies. I talked about it. And, it, and it's important because, you know, to me, every time they're listening in, I get different emails and different things coming in because they're listening in and they sell this information and you get all these weird calls, texts, emails. This company blocks all of that. The name of the company is ExpressVPN.com and this hides your identity when you're searching stuff, maybe searching stuff you don't want anybody to know about. Nobody will know who you are and you're searching these things. I not only got it for myself, I got it for my company, I got it for my employees. So I'm gonna tell you how to get it. How to get it is expressvpn.com slash our thing and you'll get an extra three months free of computer protection. I'm gonna spell it out for you. I'm E-X-P-R-E-S-S expressvpn.com slash our thing for an extra three months of free computer protection. He shook his head. So that really is all crap. Yes. He didn't hurt Frankie Smith in the sentence. And later on, the guy, Tommy Karate's guy, was killed by ABs in prison. So you people who say, I got arrested and I cooperated, I got arrested all my fucking life. Multiple murder cases and never cooperated. Never. When my daughter heard I was going to cooperate, she almost dropped dead. I trained my kids, my family, my friends, my people. I was against it all my life. I always listen to what the story is. Why did this guy cooperate if he was a good man? If he was a piece of shit, I understand it. But a lot of guys who are pieces of shit, right away they'll say, well, he's a rat. They don't know the story. They don't know what went on and what the fuck would they do if they were in my shoes in that prison at that time with your boss, your friend, your partner, one of the people you love almost more than anybody. Of course, I don't love him more than I love my mother or my father or my wife or my children. But anything beyond that, me and him were glued together at the hip. We were fighting the world. And now we were fighting the government. And I was betrayed. 
So 11 months after the day I got arrested, it's when I flipped. After that conversation, you're going to make me into a monster. My wife and my children are going to listen to this in court. And I'm going to sit there like a fucking potted plant. I'm not going to answer. My lawyers are not going to answer. So everybody's going to turn around and say, well, that's probably true. That's probably him. So, to everybody who thinks or heard or thought that I cooperated the day I went in, they're very misled. And all of these stories are part of what went on in the 11 months I did time with him. Frankie Lucasio did life. Got a life sentence. They'll blame me for that. For the past four years from now, back, I've been fighting for him to get out of prison. A couple of months ago, he just died. Four years, I fought. The judges, the government, didn't like the idea I was trying to help him. But I fought for him for four fucking years straight. I got messages from him. Sammy, I knew you would tell the fucking truth. I knew you would help me. But it didn't work. Even telling the truth, they didn't want to let him go. Frankie, my friend, wherever you are, you were betrayed and we discussed it. You knew it as well as I knew it. I wish you would have went out. I wish you would have flipped and walked away. I guess you had a son to worry about who's a May guy. But wherever you are, bro, you're a man's man. You stood up. I take my hat off to you. And that's all I can say about him. But I tried desperately. Everything, I wouldn't lie. I wanted to tell the truth in his case. And they wouldn't accept it. And I put myself at risk. His lawyer told me, his lawyer, the next guy who calls you a rat, I'm going to slap him right in the fucking face. You have nothing to gain to help him out. And everything to lose. And you're doing this. Sammy, I have the utmost respect for you. Now, I'm not trying to ask for forgiveness or any bullshit like that at all. Since I started this, I tried to be extremely truthful and tell the truth wherever and when it went. I don't blame nobody, I don't blame nothing. I tell the story. It makes me sleep better. I don't give a fuck what you think, but it makes me sleep better. And those are now all factual things. Court records, FBI, New York State Police, people who've cooperated after me, dozens. This is all factual. So, and it, it's been bottled up in me for years, and that's why I have done this podcast from day one. 
I wanted what was bottled up in me for fucking years to come out. That's my cleansing to, for me to come out and tell the fucking truth. And uh, I'm just going to keep going, I guess, until uh, right now I'm starting to get up in age until either I drop dead, get killed, or whatever the fuck happens. And uh, so be it. I feel a little better about myself. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I never liked the fact of cooperating or sending anybody to prison. And I will tell you this. And this is backed up. There must be 50, 100 guys walking around the street. Well, probably, I, you know, we're up in age, or most of them are dead. We'd be walking around the street and say, God bless him. If he would have really been a fucking rat, I'd be sitting in prison. I don't know how many of them there are like that. I was brought back multiple times on cases in New York, Jersey, I was brought back. But for cases, it's not that I went back and took a plane on my own and was walking around the streets, no. And again, let me give you a little something about that, about that I've never been back to New York. There's a bunch of reasons, but let me get to the main reason. When I was sentenced on my last case, I've got 20 years sentence by the federal government, lifetime supervised release, $100,000 fine. And they also got 19 years with the state of Arizona running together. And I'm not allowed in New York and in certain places. I got a great parole officer, thank God. He's not trying to hurt me, trying to help me with my life to go forward. She's been like that from day one. I really appreciate it. She's probably part of the reason that I'm still on the street talking and not because of fear or anything like that, but because she's tried to help me put my life on, a, on the right path. But I asked her one day, I said, why am I not allowed back in New York? Are they afraid that I'm going to get killed or something? She said, no, it has nothing to do with that then what does it have to do with it? She said, Sammy, they, they, somebody in Washington made that decision. They have a lot of confidential informants and they have bugs in clubs in different places. You're extremely well-liked till today. They understand the whole Gotti thing. They're not blaming you no more. They're blaming him. So what does that got to do with me? She said, they think that you will recognize that or get to know that and you'll try and take over again. I smirked and laughed a little bit. I said, that's crazy. I have no intention of that. She said, I know that. 
I really, since you've been out, September will be five years. I really know you like a family member. And I know you wouldn't do that. That's not your intent at all. But explain that to some knucklehead in Washington. So you're not allowed. And I have to do my job. You're not allowed there. Okay. And every time I do go anywhere, I have to give where I'm going, what flight, who's leaving with me, uh, who am I meeting, what's the reasons, give me all the names. It's a criteria, call it a criteria. So, and I'm comfortable with that because they really are not trying to hurt me. They're trying to keep me on the straight and narrow. And I really owe it to them. I, I, I got to thank them. I know this is going to sound weird. They're parole officers and that stuff like that. But they have really kept me on this straight and narrow. You know, with the state, because I had state parole and federal parole at the same time. The state parole said, you're not allowed to drink. I, it was a week after I got out. And I said, no, no, get the fuck out of here. You mean to say, I'm going to go see my ex-wife. We're going to go to a rec restaurant. I, have a, I can't have a glass of wine. No, that's, that's the rules. We're going to piss test you, and we're going to do all these tests. If you break the rules, then you're going back in. I said, listen, that's a fucked up rule. My ex-wife was sitting there. She was there. She said, Sammy, enough. That's their rule. I said, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll give you my word out, I won't drink. Three months after that, I was in my son's backyard at a barbecue. He said, Dad, you want a beer? I said, I'm not allowed to drink. He said, a beer will go right through you then. It's just, uh, Friday, after the weekend, it's not in you. Yeah, son, I gave my word. And I never drank. I gave my word to my federal parole officer. I would never do drugs. I would never hurt nobody. I will not break the law intentionally in any way, shape, or form. And I think she trusts me. Here's what happened. You know, you could see somebody's wrinkles. I'm getting old. I went for fucking Botox or a shot, filler. I don't even know what the fuck it was. I got a shot, wanted to get rid of some Botox. I had a little black or blue. And when I got it, they used lidocaine on your face to numb it a little bit so they could give you a shot. And it was a woman who was the doctor. She put her thumb with rubber gloves in my mouth, her thumb, and on the outside, her finger, and she's like moving the shit around on where they want to push it around to. Now, I didn't even think about it. And I didn't even, first of all, I didn't even know the difference, what it was. It was painkiller. I went home that same fucking day to the state parole people. And they wanted to piss test me. But they didn't give me a piss test. They stuck this thing in my mouth. I sucked on it for a few minutes or so. And then they take it out and they put it in a glass tube, talked to me and left. Boop. Okay, done. I get a phone call. Sammy. What? You got anybody to take care of the dog? 
I, I guess so. Why? Why would anybody want to take care of my dog? He says, you failed the piss test. You're on cocaine, and we're going to pick you up and take you in. Call your wife or somebody to get the dog. I never took cocaine in my fucking life. I certainly, I, I'm not on, you're wrong. Sammy, you failed the test. We're going to come and pick you up. I said, all right. I called up Deb, my ex-wife, and I said, babe, I'm going to go in. I think I got to go back in for a couple of months. I don't think it's a big thing, but you, you got to get the dog. What'd you do? Nothing. They think I took cocaine. Somehow or another, I failed the fucking test. No thinking of nothing, the doctor or nothing like that. They called the federal parole officer. She called, she says, I'm on my way to your house. She got there. I said, I called Deb. You hear you were going to take me? She said, no, I'm not taking you. you. She had papers. She said, looked square in my eyes. Did you take cocaine? No. No. I give you my word. I did not take cocaine. That's all I could give you. I don't know any different. She hesitated for a while. Are you sure? I'm positive. Listen, I'm going back in. What's that? Why would I lie now? Bring me in. Do what you got to do. And I'm in my I'm going to be there long. Well, no, you on on, on a hit like that, you probably you could probably be there three, four months, five months because you run. It'll be up to the judge. Are you positive? I don't want to mention her name, because, but she's a, my parole officer, a female. And I said, listen, I take an oath on my dead mother and father. You want more than that? Maybe it's easy to say that because they're dead. I take an oath that my wife, my kids, my grandchildren all drop dead if I'm fucking lying. There's no reason for me to lie to you. If I did it, I did it, and I'm caught. I don't give a fuck no more. Let me go back in. She took papers and ripped them up. I don't know what they were, she ripped them up. She called the state parole officers and said, I believe him. Send it to another lab. This is like a sophisticated lab. It goes to the lab, it comes back. It was not cocaine, it was lidocaine, and it's in the same family but it's a pain medicine, it's lidocaine. She calls me up, laughing. Were you at the doctor? Did you get Botox or some fucking weird shit? Yeah, why? Did she put her hand in your mouth to move it around? Women understand this shit. I said, yeah, yeah. Did she give any of that stuff for you to take home? Yeah, I got a tube of it. 
I'll be there right in five minutes. <laughs> she comes over the house. Where's the tube? And there it is. Lidocaine. Who the fuck knew lidocaine, cocaine is the same thing? It didn't matter because I, I didn't want to take either one of them. I, w I didn't even put the lidocaine on after I left. It was just, that's what they do when they do the shots. So, I mean, I have, I don't even know why I'm talking about all this, but I, I have a good relationship with them. But these are things that went on, and it was good news to hear that a lot of people in the street understand the true story. I know there's a lot of people who want to yap their fucking mouths, especially now when they can sit in their mommy's basement and let out a little thing, you rat fuck, or some stupid shit. I wish you would come and see me, bro, and we could discuss this thing about ratting. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.